and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 117. The 117 Sierra John Master Chief Halo episode. I was going to see how many more things I could think of for that character. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. James, I didn't realize 117 was like, the, like we were at the Halo number. Until I was literally saying 117, then it like clicked in my head, and I was like, oh, "That happens right. to me all the time." It's like it can't possibly be that I experience that number more often than other numbers, but I definitely notice it more when it comes up. Yeah, and I think what better way to honor the Master Chief than to talk about PlayStation this episode, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that makes that makes perfect sense. I think that's that's what works. And uh, guys. You know, you had new episodes every single week, but we we'll haven't actually, you. huh? We'll never leave you. We'll never, yeah, we'll never, <laughs> we'll never leave you. But James, we haven't actually recorded since like the end of August. Yeah, I mean, it's... not that I don't enjoy doing the show, but it was nice to have a couple weekends where I like didn't have to plan around the show. Right? Wasn't For it sure. Nice? Yeah, it was like a three week break, and then uh, we also did like you know actually that gives me an idea for december i think we could do the same thing again where we do a couple episodes ahead of time because there's no news really in december and then we could just have like special whatevers and then have like a week or two off of recording that sounds like a good plan yeah so that'll be that'll be fun but i figured out something new yeah we yeah we just learned something we're like you could take (laughs) nobody takes a break at the crest of crap yeah wait a minute we could do this whenever (laughs) holy shit it's just about the news. Fuck the news. <laughs> Which we did that for two weeks. And now we're paying the price. I, I looked at my like all my bookmarked articles for different news throughout like the last three weeks or so since like the end of August, James. And I didn't realize how much I was scrolling. I was like, dude, I've been scrolling for actually a minute now. Like there's a lot here. Yeah. I just thought it was so funny that one of the things we've been waiting on for so long was like, when or if Sony is going to do their like E3 or post E3, I guess at this point showcase of what what's coming up for them. And they waited till you went on vacation to do it. They fucking got me pretty good. They For those that don't know, I, I left for two weeks. I went to Georgia to see some friends in Savannah, Georgia. And then afterwards, I met up with uh, the Apollo City Comics, Brandon and Brandon. And we uh, we went to Disney World and Universal Studios in Orlando. So I was in, I, for, I think I was in Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios itself when the whole showcase happened. And I'm just like, no, yeah, I was in Universal Studios itself. And there was like a whole horror night. I was in that park for like 15 fucking hours, guys. But... <laughs> I, I just am like, I'll wait if I have enough energy that night. I'll try to watch it in bed or something. Oh, or, don't worry. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm like, I'll, I'll watch it there. I'll watch it when I get a chance. So I don't like I'm, I'm staying away from the news. I'm not looking at any news sites or anything. Not that I have time to anyway. So I'm like, OK, cool. I'll do that. And that way I don't get spoiled. I, like there's nothing really to spoil for that kind of thing. It's like news and whatever people always just look up like specific things. But for me, I like to just kind of watch the showcases as a whole, just to get that little fun adrenaline rush. Cause it's, you know, it's enjoyable. 
and yeah, I'm like, I'm something s- fun about it. Yeah, and I'm saving it. And then SF Brandon just looks at me and goes, hey, Insomniac's making a Wolverine game. And I'm yeah. just like, fuck. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, I was at work when the when the conference was happening, so I couldn't really watch it live. But I, like, at some point, I took a break at my desk and opened up Twitter. And, I, and like, the first thing I saw was Insomniac Wolverine game. And I was like, oh, man, I wish it would. I probably would have been cool to see that when it happened. But whatever. Yeah, so I just like he was like, "What? What's up?" And I'm like, "You sucking piece of shit." But yeah, it was unavoidable. And then I saw some friends later for dinner that night that are in Orlando, and uh, we were talking. They're like, "Did you watch anything yet?" And I'm like, "No." They're like, "Did you watch the Matrix trailer?" And I'm like, "No." And they're like, "Okay, well, it's a good thing we're getting we're gonna meet back up tomorrow night, so you can watch it tonight, and then we'll talk about it." And I'm like, "I'm gonna do that, yeah." And oh my god, the the amount of stuff, which you know. We had about three weeks worth of news to siphon through, and we're not going to do like extra news, really. We're not going to be like, oh, we're going to do like six things like like we used to. We're sticking to the like kind of two style format, uh, and we're mainly just going to talk about the PlayStation Showcase for the news today. If we have time, we will hit a couple trailers in which it'll be mainly the Matrix trailer and then maybe the Hawkeye trailer, but that's about it. Yeah. And then we've got kind of more so like, our cleanup of what we've been watching and playing in this case it'll just be watching like uh those last few episodes really helped me out plus being on vacation i'm not really watching anything and also i went out of my way to watch older stuff that i've seen multiple times before like the lord of the rings so i haven't really added much to my list so uh i've got all these little one shots that i can knock out pretty fast and james has a couple things you can knock out and then uh starting next week We'll have more, like, co-opted movies and games and shows to really dig in on, like, Army of the Dead and Loki and Godzilla's Singular Point. And we'll we'll tackle all of that. We're going to get really into those. So those will be, like, more showcased than everything else. That'll be fun. I feel like the Singular Point stuff might be the most interesting conversation because that show went to some weird places and that's including Loki on that list. Yes, that is very true. I'm going to watch that, like... I'll have watched Army of the Dead and uh, Godzilla Singular Point twice at least by the time we record it, just so I'm like more versed in exactly what we're going to talk about those. Loki was easy. It's like you could just do once. Army of the Dead was like, wait, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was this? Yeah. So, was that a robot zombie? Oh, my God. Yeah, so that'll be great. That's next week, though, Army of the Dead. Uh, this week, though, like I said, we got some random one shots to talk about. We've got the PlayStation Showcase and maybe Matrix and Hawkeye. And of course, this is Sutra Side Talk, where we talk about uh, what we've been watching and what we've been playing and also select news, usually one to two pieces of news uh, that we'll do for a little bit of time, normally like maybe 10 minutes for each thing for today. Uh, it's I the feel PlayStation like the thing might be like 20 minutes at least. I was going to say, yeah, that'll probably be a 20 minute thing. Uh, so that'll be let's just see how that goes and we'll go from there uh other than that guys i have a lightsaber now that's really cool i have a droid that's really cool uh, i got a second wand i couldn't help it i wanted the serious black wand so i i, I got some good things from the parks and of course Wait. i had a great time on all the rides so i know they let you make your own lightsaber do they let you somehow make your own droid 
Oh, they make you, they allow you to let, they, they, you can choose from like the BB-8 style or the R2 style. And even then there's different colors and different shapes and ah. stuff. So I have R5K7 is my droid. It's an R5 unit and I named it K7. I did not uh, know that that was a thing. That's actually really cool. And it's remote controlled. It moves around and it makes sounds. It's really fucking cool. It is really fucking cool. Yeah. It's it's like it, you honestly I didn't really see many kids doing it. It was like straight up all adults like, "Oh yeah, shit." Every single person that got the BB-8 one was literally like flying off the counters like they cuz they're rolling and they're like, "Oh, test it out." You just see those motherfuckers roll off the counters each oh, time no. and I'm like, "You and your fucking BB-8s, idiots." And I I got my R2 unit like I'm happy just like my unit's much more stable than yours oh it definitely is it definitely is and it's not as dirty because that thing's fucking rolling around everything like this one's just stank to the little wheels on the bottom of the legs so it's a lot more controlled much nicer much much nicer yeah and if you guys want to hear more about the trip uh that'll be over at apollo city comics for this week's episode I'll be joining the Brandons and talking about our experience there and uh, that'll be a, a fun conversation, to say the least. They're getting me on a bunch of shit, James. They're, they're, they're doing a bunch of stuff. Not to mention also, uh, SF Brandon and I will be doing a Cut of Steel episode that you, I think this is the first one you won't be on. Because it's just the comics. It's just the DC oh, comics yeah. currently. Because you don't read anything, James. You don't read anything, <sighs> man. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I would love to read comics, but it's like... I barely find time to play the games I want to play. The <laughs> comics know. are fucking expensive, man. How long have I been saying I'm going to Platinum Last of Us Part 2 and I haven't actually touched it for like two months? Same. Well, I started maybe. a new game and I'm like, oh yeah, I should I should probably get back to that. Dude, oh, Season I have, of the Lost, oh boy. I have such a problem though because I like, I've been promising Chris for the longest time that I'll at some point play uh, um, Far Cry 5 with him because he like oh, really, gross. really liked that game. And he got it for me at some point. So I'm, I'm going to play that with him at some point. You get a bear like, named Cheeseburger or some bullshit. I don't know. So I finished and I talked about on one of the previous episodes, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. But I also, I started the Yuffie DLC. I got like, I don't know, like a couple hours into that and I stopped. You <laughs> and stopped? I, for some reason, haven't come back in it. And I'm, I'm for whatever reason, I'm seeing all the 10 out of 10 reviews for Deathloop. And I'm like... Do I just buy a new game and start fresh? I don't know. Dude, I am trying so... I'm like, don't buy it yet. I need to... I I got Outer Worlds. I got Last of Us Platinum. I got a bunch of Age of Empires games to get ready for for before 4. There's like a beta right now. I'm almost tempted to go do for Age of Empires 4. I was going to play through 1 through 3 again. So I'm just like, oh my god. So too many things. things. Too many and there's things. and then there's Destiny, and I'm like trying to do the Destiny oh stuff God. as well. This whole week, I missed three weeks of Destiny, dude. I been I caught up on everything. I'm uh I'm just doing the new Aegir's Scepter, uh, exotic quest currently. That's mm. my current thing I'm doing right now. I think, and then some other seasonal stuff. But I caught up at least on most of the story. Uh, I also I wrapped up the last of season of the Splicer. It's done. oh yeah. Yeah, there was like one triumph I was missing, and then also uh, I have masterworked every. I'm I'm not missing any catalysts. I have every single catalyst except for Lawrence Driver, the current oh, like nice. the season's linear fusion rifle. That's the only catalyst I'm missing, and the only masterwork I don't have. So it's all done. I'm like clean off of exotic <laughs> catalyst, which is actually so great to feel. Anyway, okay, enough of that little destiny catch up and other shit. We'll 
we'll get into more stuff like that, of course, you know, as these episodes drag on through. Uh, I think October is going to be very good. Uh, if anything, James, all these delays have helped us, at least. They're buying us yeah. a little bit of time. Because I'm only looking forward to, I think, like, Battlefield. And maybe Halo and Deathloop. So, nothing else. But alright, ready for some PlayStation talk? Hell yeah, dude, this show is crazy. It was, it was. And, and then, dude, they started with, with KOTOR. <laughs> KOTOR Remake, and I'm like, what the fuck? What? Like, I played, like, I have had a little bit of experience with this game only on iPad. I bought <laughs> it on iPad at some point when it was, when it was on sale, and... It works fine, but touch controls are not great. So, and like, I could see how, like, the storytelling is really, really cool. The setting is really, really cool. But that game could absolutely benefit from, like, a more modern remake, like Demon's Souls or, uh, I literally was just talking Shadow about. Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, any of the Final like, Fantasy? More, yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Like, yeah. it, because that game has, like, such cool storytelling to it. And it's in a setting of the uh, the Star Wars universe that like not many people know about because it's not in the like the modern era. It's in the Old Republic, which is like thousands of years ago. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was quite a way to start the conference. I was like, no way. Dude, I tried playing it. I, I got it on Steam and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try Knights of the Old Republic. Like for those that don't know, we're talking about Knights like Kotu. Kotor yeah. is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, so it's like uh, it's supposed to be like the oldest point in time in the Star Wars like universe that we know about, at least in terms yeah. of. Uh... Uh, wait, no, they made those fucking comics. I feel like of ancient Jedi Sith shit, but no one cares about that. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a whole cool thing with Sith and Jedi, and there's like a fuck ton of them, and it's an RPG, and this is a full on remake. And I, I remember I tried to play it. And it kind of aged not too well for me. So I kind of got bored very fast. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris said that KOTOR 2 was much better. But I never got, I never played that. Like I said, I, I literally only have a little bit of experience with the iPad port of, the, it's of like, the first one. It's like Mass Effect where I remember watching people play Mass Effect. And I was not hooked at all. Like I was like, it's like I watched... My friend play Mass Effect, and I think I saw the same friend play Dragon Age Origins. And Mass Effect, I just did not care. I was watching him drive around in the Mako, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm watching yeah. the way Shepard's running. I'm like, I'm, I'm hard passed. I'm good. Thanks. And I watched Dragon Age Origins, and I see like that opening cinematic with the battle, and I'm like, yo, what is this? I just played Oblivion. Like, I'm only played Oblivion. I want to play another RPG. This looks amazing. I'll, I'll do this. And then eventually, like, Mass Effect 2 and stuff, but. It's the same thing where I never wanted to go back to the original Mass Effect. I could already tell it aged. And now there's like a, a remaster for it where I'm like, okay, cool. When I eventually buy this, I'll, I'll, I'll start at the beginning this time and do that. Uh, and the same thing with Knights of the Old Republic. Like I have no drive or, or, or urge to go back to the original version and do it twice. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's also a lot of time too for an RPG. I'm like, man, that's... You're asking a lot there, so yeah. No, Kotor one, even for back in the day, was like a pretty long RPG, and it's being uh remaked, remade by uh, Aspire, yeah, I believe, in conjunction, of course, with uh, Lucasfilm Games. So yeah, that's really cool. That that was the first one, and they were like uh, with some of the original voice actors too. Yeah, Jennifer Hale is coming back as well. Uh, 
it's crazy how they went and took a game that was only on Xbox and PC and they said, hey, PS5 and it's an exclusive. So At least not console exclusive. It'll be on PC, year. but yeah. yeah it's a, it's and a, yeah, it'll it's probably a, be Xbox yeah. later. Yeah, I think it's a one-year timed exclusive, so Xbox Series players won't get it for a while. And I'm also very happy with it because it's the same thing as Dead Space where it said PlayStation 5 and I didn't see a 4 anywhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah. thank God. They're taking full advantage. This is what I wanted. Perfect. Thank you very much. This is this is how you're sp- you're supposed to start off is with stuff that's like only for PlayStation Five. That's that's what I really want to see. We got a second game, Project Eve. Did you see? So that was like that crazy yeah. kind of anime, not anime, but like it, it was very. Uh, well, it's like a, I think from what I heard, it was a Korean studio, but it's definitely supposed to be like Japanese style. Yes, it looks very uh, Japanese style. It's very interesting. Like this, the action looked really cool. It, it kind of reminded me of either like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Uh, yes, that's what, I, that's what I was hearing a lot of because I, I didn't really play those games, but a lot of people were saying that's what they felt when they watched because you see it's that kind of action game. I also like uh, some of the imagery in that trailer, like specifically the the shot where the I guess the protagonist woman is thrown out of a space station and it's just like giant alien thing with like a bajillion wings and like giant eyeballs with eyeballs on in the inside the eyeballs. Like it was creepy looking and just visually very interesting. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything. um it doesn't say i don't think any of these have a date yet right neither of them like were given dates or anything i don't think so yeah so we didn't see that um afterwards though we got which i guess at the end of the day were you really interested in that one i might give it a try but it's not something that like it didn't super wow me i guess okay i was it's like it looked cool but i think it's something i could probably personally skip just because I've never really been into Bayonetta or Devil May Cry. So like, I'm sure fans of those types will enjoy it, but it's something, it's one less thing I have to put time and money into, which is kind of nice, you know? That's fair. I think it's, it's one of those things where like, if I hear it get like particularly good reviews, I'll go out of my way to, uh, to get it. But other than that, like we literally gave like a taste of our backlog of games like two minutes ago. So I have plenty of other things to take up my time. And then... Uh, was it Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was shown again? Yeah. March 5th, 2022. I like the Borderlands series, I guess, but I don't know. This game's not really doing much for me. I like the idea of like there being spells in conjunction to like guns and stuff like that. And even it looks like melee weapons. Like at one point they, they seem to show something off. That's like kind of Thor's hammer ish where you, you throw it and then call it back. I don't know. It could be really fun, but I just I wonder how the D&D aspect will play into it because it like does Tina generate a new board for you every time you start up the game or is it going to have persistent levels? Like, how does that work? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest when I say I don't really care. Um, oh, no, really? <laughs> I, I, I never really cared for these games like Borderlands. I kind of made myself play through the first one and i did that solo as well oh uh, no that's a bad experience yeah that so i never get experience one is there really boring by yourself honestly uh with two i played with friends for a good amount of time i want to say like for half of it and then i fell off 
because of I want to say like they were playing later than I was and I like knocked out mm. before they would so it was like one of those things and also I think we always had to take turns sometimes too because there's like five of us and only four characters so I kind of forgot and just stopped playing and only recently like I went through with Brandon again and played the entirety of it and all the DLC and I was like oh, okay cool it was like in preparation for three and three I started playing with everyone and then I just forgot to play with them again and I literally bought three, like, I wasn't looking forward to three. I bought three because it was the friend game. It was the, the, the game to play with the friends. And oh, yeah. uh, I haven't gotten back to it. And I sort of half remember what was going on. Like, it, it's one of those games where the stories never grabbed me. It, I never cared. The, the humor is kind of whatever. It's very, like, for the most part, very miss with me. It's like every now and again, I might get a small little chuckle. But otherwise, it's not really funny to me at all. Mm. Um, but I have no, I'm like, after Brandon and I get through Gears 5, I'm like, I guess we'll do Borderlands 3, <laughs> maybe, or if no one really cares enough, I might just be like, I'll just sell it. I don't really care at the same time. Yeah. So like, that kind of tells, to play it. yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I'm okay not playing it. If no one, if no one's like, oh, I need you to play this game, then I'll be like, cool. All right. Sold gone i don't need this game anymore and that's kind of tells you exactly how i feel about tiny tina's wonderlands and that franchise as a whole if yeah. anything i guess i so. should clarify that like w i guess the most that i've enjoyed this uh not even the borderlands series specifically but like the ip was actually telltales tales from the borderlands because it had all the like it had a bunch of the characters from the games. It had basically the same humor, which I thought was funny, and it was just like a much better told story. And it, it was all story based. And I heard stuff about it. And I like honestly, Tales from the Borderlands was probably my favorite of the Telltale games. It was just so funny and so well done. I feel like but, the humor's probably done better in it because also you're getting more facial reactions and people up close, whereas the other one's an FPS and you're just hearing like a radio in the back of your head. That's a very good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so I guess when I say I like the series, it's like, I, I like the idea of the series, but I haven't really had that much fun playing the core games. It's like the game that you like is the game that didn't, they didn't even make. Yeah. That's the funny thing about it. It's that's like fucking, it's like, what's your favorite fallout? Uh, that Bethesda made, oh, the one that Obsidian made. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, it's definitely from that, that grain specifically. Uh, after that was Forspoken that comes in spring 2022. That was, yeah, that was, was cool. very interesting. I thought... Like, I don't know about the starting in the modern era or whatever. I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of a character being pulled into a different fantasy world, but I was just mostly fascinated by like the effects of all the magic abilities that she was using. I thought that looked really cool. Was this a... Did it say what it was coming on? If it was like PS5, PS4 or not? I think it's just PS5. Okay. At least I at least current gen. I don't know if it's like a multi-console game. Uh That's a good point. I should look into that. Did it say who made it? I didn't see who made it's it. It's a Square Enix game. Oh, it's Square Enix. Oh, okay. Yeah, it uses the Luminous engine. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cuz that All right, this was it's like where we just saw Project Eve. It's like not really my cup of tea. I'm good. Um it's nothing really um that I might be into, but this one, it had enough, at least story-wise, just like, oh, it's an adventure, 
and it reminds me for some reason of um random things like army of darkness black knight and page master oh uh, yeah where it's like ash gets sucked into medieval thing yeah. uh martin lawrence gets sucked into medieval thing i forgot uh, about that <laughs> uh this kid get in page master a kid gets sucked into the books and he goes through the book stories and stuff like uh if it i don't think we've had that for a game that i could really think of so yeah. this it, kind of excites me in that way at least according to google uh the platforms listed for um Forspoken or just PlayStation 5 and Windows. So it is coming to PC, but at least it sounds like it's a console exclusive for PlayStation 5. I don't care too much that it's like exclusive to PS5 and not Xbox. Like I can I could care less on that because I have both anyway, but yeah. or I don't have the Series Same. X, but whatever. It doesn't matter. I do. <laughs> I, <laughs> look at you. Look at this guy. But uh it's more that it's once again, I'm excited to see more games that are like utilizing ps5 and they're not being going to be yeah. held back by ps4 that's why i'm like oh shit there we go yeah that More and i, I kind of i like seeing that square enix is branching out from just like the traditional rpg looking games and making it a bit more actiony looking things like has square enix ever had a black protagonist oh that's a good question i don't I know if feel you like count... this is a first i mean i don't know if you would count barrett from final fantasy 7 he is barrett one of the main count. characters but he's not like i guess most he's a side character though he's like you could switch him out of your party if you really wanted to yeah i'd have to really look into it i probably not barrett's also forever ruined for me by oni g if you ever watch oni g's final fantasy uh do you know oni g on youtube i I know oni g but i don't know that uh final fantasy thing specifically it's pretty it's pretty bad but it's really relax now it ain't loaded (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so stupid it's great there's polygon boobs and everything. It's it's fucking. They're, they're point. Watch out for those pointy bits. Ah, <laughs> they hurt. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. That, now this this looks really cool. The gameplay looks interesting, and like I said, story wise, like world building story stuff that I that really grabs me. So I'm very interested in this for sure. Uh. So so far, Kotor and Forspoken for me. And then uh, next we had another little thing of Rainbow Six Extraction. Yeah, I don't know. It's just every time I see this thing, I'm just like, could this not have just been DLC for Rainbow Six Siege? But also, I think t- this definitely feels like um, political military like uh, action book that Tom Clancy would definitely do, right? I definitely feel like that's a definitely something Tom Clancy would want. Yeah, and that's the other weird thing. It's like aliens and like, I don't know. I also don't understand why the the rainbow team would be dealing with the alien invasion. Like, I get that they're highly trained and stuff, but it's just, it's a really weird choice in my opinion. Because they have the same exact roster from Siege, so they don't have to yeah, make and, new characters. And I don't know, maybe when reviews come out and they say... Th- Maybe they'll tell me why this feels like it's its own game, but the fact that it literally uses the same exact characters from Rainbow Six Siege is just probably why I'm like, why is this like a fully separate game? Like, why is it not just like a DLC mode? Is it, yeah. it really that's all it looks like to me? But I don't know. Prove me wrong, Ubisoft. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's coming January of next year, and I. 
barely played Siege. I forgot when I even bought Siege. I own a copy of it, and I still haven't played it. <laughs> I play it on PC with, uh, it's like, it's one specific group of friends that I don't really play with much at all. And it's like one person in that group that kind of gets this stuff together. Mm. Um, so if he bothered me enough, maybe I would get extraction. But otherwise, it's like really, I barely even played Siege with them. So I'm like not really excited for this. It's not going to be a day one buy. It's not going to even be like a thoughtful buy. It's something that I have to be dragged in by a group of people specific. It's one of those for the homie games. Yeah, uh, and then I have to be dragged into it too. So that's another thing. It's weird because like it just reminds me of uh, there's I don't know if it's free to play, but there's another horror co-op shooter game that came out on Steam a little while ago called like GTFO, and it has that same vibe of like it's it's not like Left 4 Dead or I guess Back for Blood where you just like you can go guns blazing and just shoot all the zombies. It in that game it's like they you have to be stealthy because it is very easy to get overwhelmed and that seems like what they're trying to go for in in siege uh, yeah well, siege extraction one of my friends pointed out actually before this that uh it was definitely a blatant like took full influence from gtfo uh they, they it's funny when you talked about it and i was like oh literally i've been told this already before uh like i completely forgot but uh it definitely does have that so that's another kind of thing that's like all right well it's just got the rainbow six name on it really yeah at this point. it's this whole yeah rainbow six extra i literally keep forgetting what it's called because i keep wanting to call it quarantine because it like, went from it was like quarantine then biohazard then this i think i want to yeah. say or so, it was, it's uh, it's just really weird i was like three I'm, titles <laughs> I am not excited for this game at all. Yeah, no, not really. And then Alan Wake remastered coming to PS4, PS5. I guess that's kind of cool. I just never really liked that game that much. I never played it, so I'm kind of excited because if I like it's it'll yeah. be my first time with no, it. It's definitely, it's definitely got a lot of cool bits to it, but it's just I guess I'll wait till after you play it to give my gripes about it. But just there's certain things about the writing of the game that make me feel like they took a few shortcuts, but maybe, maybe I just don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, I'm assuming it's remastered for Xbox as well, or just PlayStation. I'm not too sure. Oh, uh, they didn't say specifically, but I would imagine that it's going out on Xbox as well. I just, it's funny that like KOTOR and Alan Wake are at the PlayStation yeah. showcase. That That's the fun, like that, that's a power move right there though, at the end of the day. I have a feeling it's because uh, Remedy has been teasing at least. They I mean, they did the DLC little... in, uh, what's it called, right? Yeah, in uh, Control, they, they've been teasing that they're going to come back to Bright Falls and continue the Alan Wake storyline. So it makes sense that they would maybe, if that game isn't, exclusive to xbox like the last one was they would want to put uh alan wake remastered on playstation just so the people who never got to play it can and then maybe and they'll get want hyped. to get the sequel yeah. yeah this is definitely a hype game to prepare everyone just like uh it's also just to test waters too i believe you know get everyone excited but that. also yeah. see how much 
people want a second Alan Wake game, even though there's always been like a cult following to it that wanted it. But now you can see yeah. the masses, how they'll kind of take it. And yeah, it's literally in October, October 5th, which is hella soon. That's I'm not going to get it day one or maybe, a, maybe that's a good Halloween game. Actually, you think that's a oh, good for Halloween? sure. All right. So I'll get it's not oh, like oh. super scary, but it's definitely got some creep factor to it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll get that sooner than later then. And then fucking for the what third or fourth time now, GTA five. Yeah, dude, I love how people are getting mad at it now. That it's just like Dude, they fucking did the same thing with Skyrim. They're like Skyrim PS5 and series. I'm like, dude, please, these two things need to die. Like, who's yeah. buying these? Who who's actually buying these? I stopped buying these. I don't even get these. Well, especially since like the last time they talked about GTA 5 uh I don't even want to say remaster, but like GTA 5 for the next gen consoles, they talked about the enhancements that that there would be and I was like, okay, you know, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like when they finally show it off. And then they, unless I'm mistaken, they did show off supposedly PS5 uh, um, graphics or footage in uh, in this trailer. And I literally, I couldn't tell you that it's a PS5 game. It just looks like a PS4 game. It just which, looks like GTA 5. I'm like, it looks exactly the same as I played yeah, it on PS4. And, it's, and that's not to say it looks bad, because that game looked good on PS3. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I guess the the one feature that does make me a little bit excited for it, I guess, is that, like, GTA 5 had this really cool feature where, like, it had three protagonists, and you could, at, like, any time, except for if you were, like, in a story mission or whatever, uh swap between all three of your characters and it did this really cool effect where it would zoom out of the map to like a certain distance and then move over to where your character your other character is that you select where the fuck is in. trevor now yeah and it was this really interesting thing of like yeah what are they doing now and like uh but it always took like a little bit of time like you could tell the game was loading that area especially if it was like really far away but using the power of the new consoles, like you do have like an I- almost instant transition from the last character to the next character. And that that is super cool to me. But man, another like 60, maybe 70 bucks on this game. I don't, I think it's 60 bucks. I don't know. But I'm good. I, I don't need it. I really yeah. don't need nor do I want it. And I just want to just give us fucking GTA 6 already. That's you know, people just want that. And everyone's also afraid because they're like because everyone thought there'd be gta 5 dlc like story dlc also like there was before and then they just doubled down on online which is not bad but it's like give everyone both like you just want the easier th- like they're doing it they're definitely playing it easy they're doing the easy path and it i'm afraid they're gonna like do it. that for six yeah like the amount of money that they make off of gta 5 i mean the fact that they still this game is eight years old and they're still selling millions of copies a month is yeah absurd to me but so, like, you would think that with the amount of money that they make off of it, they would be able to put assets into, you know, having multiple teams. So they could have one team on the GTA Online stuff and another team doing a single-player DLC. But I, I have a feeling that they just saw the absurd amount of money that GTA Online was making for them almost automatically every month. And they're just like, maybe we'll just focus on that. That'll that'll do fine. <laughs> Sell those shark cards, buddies. Oh my god. Yep. Fucking classic rockstar. But uh, then we got Ghostwire Tokyo. And it looks cool. Yeah. 
it's just uh, you know these are the guys that made um, Evil Within one and two, and mm-hmm. they you know this is the studio. I forget what the studio's name is called. But they were also they're one of the ones within Bethesda that was bought by Microsoft, so they're yeah. Microsoft Studio now. Besides Deathloop, now that Deathloop's out, Arcane is you know they're doing that blood, whether the fuck Red Rain or whatever whatever vampire thing. Game, oh yeah. Uh, for Microsoft, and you know after Ghostwire Tokyo, which is also PlayStation exclusive, uh, this studio will do the same thing. But there's still no release date for it, which is interesting because it was also delayed. Tango Game Works? Tango Game... That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, I don't know. know. Like, the... I I wasn't able to get, like, much of a sense of the story or the plot for this game, but I don't know. The thing that keeps interesting me is that, like, you're doing, like, Naruto-style hand signals and stuff like that and shooting spells at ghosts, and I just, for whatever reason, that is really interesting to me. Yeah. It looks, it just looks really cool. And I, I didn't play Evil Within 1 and 2, but I think it's on Game Pass now, too. Same. Uh, I've heard good things about them, though. I should really play some horror games this October, huh? I feel like I should play some horror I always games. mean to, and I just never do. I never do it. I'm always behind on things. I'm always behind. Medieval. I was supposed to play Medieval also. <laughs> Maybe I'll finally play Resident Evil 2. <laughs> I should play Resident Evil 1. Oh, my God. I need to. All right. I'm going to blast you Last of Us this month. I'm going to blast through it this month. I'm going to do it, James. You're going to see me do it. I'm going to talk I'm gonna talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about. We already did all that. Yeah, we Go did watch like our last a whole special. two-hour episode on it. <laughs> yeah, my brain's just, just thinking about this is breaking my brain. It's just I'm starting to lack speech and uh, actual words. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, what happened. And then afterwards, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which I still have zero interest in. Yeah. I know you're interested. Yeah, I'm interested. It's just like, eh, I don't know. This wasn't the coolest trailer, I guess. You like the you like the first trailer a lot. Yeah, no, the first trailer looked good, and this one's fine. It's just like, it's one of those things where I'll probably get it at some point. Maybe not right when it comes out, but it looks good, not great. I guess is what I where I'm landing at this point. It's at least nice that they did the comic book versions of the characters. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, still, I just, yeah, I have zero. I just, I'm not getting it. I just don't. I, I just oh, don't you know enough. what? I think I know what it, what it was in this trailer that, like, didn't do it for me. It was that, like, weird, stupid moment where Peter Quill decides to just, like, fake having a heart attack. Oh. And it just, it kind of comes out of nowhere. And... It felt like they were trying to do that scene in Guardians 1 where, like, Peter just starts dancing and Ronan's like, what are you doing? And it's... Dance off, bitch. Yeah, like, that was super funny because, like, Ronan is, like, about to destroy the planet and he's just, like, so confused. It's, like, that was funny. But this was just, like, I I feel like that was probably, like, a player choice that you could choose what quill does at this moment and like that was the funny choice is fake a heart attack or whatever and that might be funny in the moment if you're the one choosing that but for this trailer i was just like that felt more cringy than anything so i don't know yeah i I literally it came the the game came up and i looked at it and i'm like i'm I'm like i'll just look away while i'm waiting for this to pass because i just don't care enough did you do the same thing for death loop Deathloop, dude. It's it's like it looks so cool, and everyone's giving it rave reviews. I just was like, it's we've talked about it before. We've seen enough of the game. You don't have to keep showing us the fucking game anymore. I yeah, get it's it. Like, 
I was sold months ago. Like, you don't have to keep telling us this fuck. Like, I, I don't care. I'm already going to buy it. Like, yeah. stop. Even though I didn't buy it. But that's not the point. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet either, but I will. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah. Like, we're going to both buy it. Relax. <laughs> and then, um, what's it? What was that fucking game called? Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt? Yeah. So that's like. That's a the multiplayer Royale one, right? Somehow? Yeah. It's, um,. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting because it's like it's set in the masquerade universe, but and I like that there's different kinds of vampires you could play as. I just don't get how it's a battle royale. I just don't care about the vampire masquerade franchise in general. No, no, not really. And okay. especially after all the shit that just happened where they had to like switch studios for the second one mm-hmm. and all this shit. And it's true. A whole shit show. So I'm I'm good. They put I, Jesse I'm, Eisenberg in one of the trailers. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need any of this. I, I, I'm gonna skip all of this. Yes, I don't. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah, and then we had the yeah, like we said, Deathloop was after that. Uh, so, James, are you interested in Deathloop? No. I mean, don't, for sure. Don't don't, like... don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't don't answer that. Don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, what was next? So next, I'm like actually like like blasting through everything to just double check everything uh uh yeah so this uh what was this called what the fuck was this called this was weird um oh chia was that the one kid kid amnesia oh no okay so i'm a little bit ahead yeah that one was weird because it's like apparently that's a reference to oh no i forget the it's like a band like the it's an album of theirs i don't i wanted it's to radiohead. say radiohead this radiohead. is radiohead and epic games yeah and it's coming in november so i can't tell if this is a game or just like a visual experience or something it's definitely weird i'm assuming it's is it free i i couldn't if tell it's you an, if it's an experience i mean if it's like if it's not i'm willing to pay like five ten bucks i guess i don't because if it's an experience i don't expect to pay you know the price of a full fucking yeah. game yeah so. i don't know it's it, it was so brief of what they showed off and it didn't really say anything other than it's just like a collaboration between radiohead and epic games and i was just like interesting and then they moved on to the next thing i was like oh okay i guess that's all we get for now yeah uh then was chia yeah. So it's like a New Zealand game of friendship. Well, it's interesting because at the end it said it was uh, inspired by New Caledonia. Isn't that in New Zealand? Is it? I have no idea where Caledonia no, is. No, or no, New Caledonia. You're making me doubt myself. I can't believe it. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's definitely like a much more positive kitty version uh, or like game than I would normally play. But... I liked that it had a little bit of, um, I want to say Breath of the Wild feelings to it, where like you have, what do you, I guess like a parachute type thing. So you can glide from high up areas. But what's cool, the coolest thing is you can just like take control of any animal you see. So if you want, you could just like hop into a bird, fly around. Or I liked that they showed off, um, at one point, the the main character took control of a crab to o- use the pincers to uh, cut open a lockbox or like a treasure chest. 
It was, oh yeah, it was to cut the lock off a treasure chest. So I like that idea that you have to like maybe use certain animals to solve certain puzzles. And I don't know. It looks like a really cute game. Like I was actually way more impressed by it than I thought I would be. I was troubled by where this actually was. So it's an island that's in between. It's like east of Australia, north of New Zealand, and south of the Solomon Isles and like Papua New Guinea and stuff. Mm, okay. okay. So I was close. Yeah. Very close. But I was wrong. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It's also, it, it just looks like a fun, like, it looks like it's something fun for kids, but also people looking for yeah. that kind of experience. Um, may be something I might skip, probably, unless it's like exceptional and everyone's like, you yeah. have to play it. It's a story that'll really break your heart. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Okay. Same. So. Yeah. It's it, it's definitely one of those things where like it looks fun, I pr- but I probably won't actually bother to get it unless I hear like particularly good reviews about it. Yeah. And then uh, Uncharted. Uh, what was it called? What was this collection called? It was the... Uh, the Thieves something? Thieves collection? I don't know. I was so confused by this collection because when I first saw it, I thought it was like the entire series. Yeah, and it's just it's just uh, 4 and uh, Lost Legacy, right? Yeah, so I guess good for those PC players that haven't been able to play any of the other games. They oh, yeah, it's going to in- PC, right? Yeah, that's what's so confusing about it to me is that, like, for PC players, like, who's going to buy it on PC? Who's going to want to jump into, like, the end of the series? I mean, I guess I... I mean, people still want to play it. People are still going to buy that. Oh, for sure. Because I've heard Horizon and Days Gone sold really well. The Detroit, Heaven, uh, Heaven, Heaven... What's it? Heavy Rain. I was going to say, I was like, Heaven, what? Uh, what yeah. the? Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, like all those have been doing well. Um, what else came to be? Like a bunch of the uh, Death Stranding and stuff. So yeah, like those are all like self-contained stories or like the beginnings of a series. So I, I, that's why I'm just confused by this collection, if you want to call it that specifically, because it's like the end of the series of a series. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I they should put the trilogy on there, but at the same time, I know people will still buy that shit nonstop because I'm sure a lot of people that have PCs that probably played the first three somehow, and at least like they had from PS3 to PS4. Maybe they, you know a lot of them owned one or the other console at some point. But at the same time, I yeah. you know either way, I, I think people will still enjoy it, and at least with Lost Legacy, you don't really need the others to play. And enjoy. Yeah, that that one you could definitely play on its own, and it would be fine. And I'm, I'm still, I still am a very big advocate that I think Infamous Second Son would do really well on here. I, I keep saying it, but I think Infamous oh, Second yeah, Son. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's also you don't need the other two to play that one. That's definitely a standalone too. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I bet this makes a lot more sense now when they said Naughty Dog might be working on their own remaster of The Last of Us, and it was like everyone was like, you know, we were like, why would you do that? There's no point to this. And if it is for PS5, I guess that's more understandable now because they would do the same thing for that, where it's like The Last of Us is coming to PC, and then eventually they'll be like The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part Two will come to PC, and God of War will come to PC. Like that's all probably in due time. Um, but I, I honestly think Last of Us will probably be the next PC PlayStation game to come. And it, it makes sense too. There's like a it, if they keep like a three or four year delay. 
I think it works out. Like, eventually, if you get, like, God of War on 2022, 2023 on PC, it's a, a well enough time where, you know, it made all the sales it possibly could on PlayStation before you can move it on. So the strategy, I think, is going to work over time. And the question is if they're going to eventually put older games on there. Because maybe you can put PS3 games on there, and that's the answer for backwards compatibility, even though it's not an answer. Yeah, I mean, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. After that, though, was, uh, let's see... Yeah, lo- fucking Wolverine, that little bar trailer. Yeah, not much to it, but it's just the idea of Insomniac working on a Wolverine game is interesting. Yes. And this thing is, you know, this is two or three years out. Because, okay, well, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to wait to talk about Wolverine until we get to Spider-Man. How about that? Because right. I want to kind of think about I this. I guess, like... The one thing that I'll throw out for Wolverine before we get there is just like what made sense about having Insomniac work on the Spider-Man 2018 game was like one of the things that Insomniac is great at is making games with like a collection of interesting gadgets or weapons to play with. I mean, that's what Ratchet and Clank is known for. So it made sense that like spider-man who has generally like a bunch of different gadgets that he uses to fight uh various enemies they were able to do that for spider-man 2018 he had a bunch of uh, different gadgets to work around with but like wolverine basically just has his claws maybe it's a different type of game that's the thing i don't know i'm very interested like how is is it i don't think this would be his open world that could be true it could be a a more linear experience we don't know very uh... curious Gran Turismo 7 is coming again. Still. Great for people who like racing games, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did they get a release date for this one? I already forgot. Uh, I don't know. I think because that was one of the big exclusives that was supposed to be coming. Yeah, but I've, I've never really been into racing games, let alone the more simulation type racing games. March so. 22nd. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so I kind of like checked a... out when this came on screen. That comes a month after Horizon 2. Okay. So damn, all their fucking... <laughs> All their games got delayed to 2022. Yeah. I'm very curious, though, when God of War Ragnarok is going to come out. Because Horizon's in February uh, and Gran Turismo's in March. Do you think they would actually do like a fucking like there's still. I guess it would be fall. Do you think they'd actually delay it all the way to fall or do you think it'll be like spring? I could see. I could see God of War being even like a summer game. Yeah, I, th- I feel like March to May is the sweet spot because any more than that is, like, ridiculous amount of waiting time. I guess so. Uh, I mean, just in terms of, like, you know, they delayed it, but you don't think they're going to delay it an entire year. Like, no, you're that's thinking, fair. like, six months or something at the most. Yeah. But then, okay, we got the Spider-Man 2 trailer, and, you know, they show Venom, which is really cool. And, of course, narrating it, James, is, I feel like, one of your favorites. Craven the Hunter yeah have they said that specifically or is that just like fan theory because that's definitely theory but it's obvious that it's craven yeah like almost from the beginning when i was listening to the voiceover i was like oh shit is that craven because like that would be a really cool villain to fight in the game and i don't know how venom uh works into that other than like they've already been teasing venom in spider-man one and um miles morales so i knew he was coming it's just like interesting to see where that goes and obviously i'm hyped because venom is like 
easily one of my favorite Marvel characters. So very excited. Yeah. And so this is where I guess we can talk about it because uh, we've got Spider-Man Miles Morales came out in November. Yeah. This past November. We had Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart come out this past, was it May or June, right? Yeah, it was like the beginning of summer-ish. Yeah. So... It was definitely before E3. Yeah. Now, Insomniac has two studios, and you can imagine if it's 2023, they probably had a very small team working on this already, and they probably put the Miles Morales people on it after they finished that game up, and were like, all right, everyone, all all the entire Spider-Man team, you're working on Spider-Man 2 now. And now they're also probably having people work on, I'm assuming if the Spider-Man, I would, I guess in my head would think the Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man Miles Morales people are working on Spider-Man 2. And if they're working on a Wolverine game also, it would probably be the Ratchet and Clank people potentially working on uh, Wolverine or maybe um, the Sony, not Sony, uh, Insomniac uh, in North Carolina team working on it. But I'm just curious because it's like I'm really excited for Wolverine, to say the least. And, you know, Spider-Man 2, we're getting Kraven, we're getting Venom. I'm assuming Green Goblin's going to be in 3. If you're doing those two in this one, it would make sense to have Green Goblin in third in the third one. Maybe well, that'd Carnage. be interesting. But like, they like we've seen Norman Osborn, and at least so far, he's not the Green Goblin. That's why I think it's a big buildup to get to it. Mm, maybe. Because this one, it's you're dealing with Norman, no, no, Harry Osborn is Venom. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like what made the original Venom so interesting was that both Eddie Brock and the Venom symbiote itself had vendetta against Spider-Man slash Peter Parker, but that's not going to be a thing now. So like, what is Venom not going to be a villain? Like right off the bat. Cause what, what would Harry Osborn have beef with Spider-Man? I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's cool too. Cause we're like, we already did the, did the sinister six and now we're getting like other characters and stuff yeah. too. And I'm sure there's going to be more villains than just those two, of course. Like, they could bring back... We're probably not going to see Rhino for a bit, because we already had him in two games already. But yeah. they could bring back some of the others, maybe. Not Doc Ock, necessarily, but, like, Scorpion or Electro or something. Um, I would love to see Morbius. <laughs> yeah, you got Morbius. You got Shocker. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> um, there's, there's a bunch. But I honestly... You could do Hobgoblin, Green Goblin... So that's why I'm like thinking three is where you get like Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Carnage. And if they really want to go fucking crazy, they could do uh, Red Goblin if they're that Ooh, insane. Yeah. That'd be so that's why I'm like in that mindset, like you never know what could happen or more symbiotes, who knows? But there, there's a lot they can do and it'll, this could stretch for a while, of course. Like this is definitely keeping them fed for a good amount of time. Now the question is like, all right, we got a Ratchet game and we'll get another Ratchet game, but it's probably not going to be for a while. Like... I don't even know if it will be this generation, to be honest. Like, it might not even be PS5, because we're looking ahead. The next Insomniac game is 2023 with Spider-Man 2. And then that's two years from now. Wolverine, I'm assuming, is 2024 at the soonest. That's three years from now. Like, it could be the year after, or it could be two years after. I'm thinking, knowing Insomniac, I don't think it's going to be 2025. I think it'll be 2024. But 
you know, it makes you think about the other properties they have, though. Sunset overdrive and resistance, like, does that mean these aren't going to, they might still happen, but if not, like, they might not happen for a while, because now you're seeing Marvel go, hey, do you guys want to try, what would be another character you guys want to do? Because remember, Insomniac chose Spider-Man. Marvel and Sony, at, like, Sony's like, we'll take care of the whatever costs of making the game. Marvel was like, hey, which character would you guys want to do? And they said, Spider-Man. Now they came back again and said, hey, people love these and we're really liking what you're doing with two. What else? Who would be a second character? And we're now seeing Wolverine. And yeah. if anything, James, you I would have never guessed. <laughs> I'm part of me is afraid. I'm like, all right, we're, we're pro- for sure. We're going to get another ratchet. But now, like, the, the the me that wants the Sunset Overdrive and the Resistance is getting worried because I'm like, they could become a full-on Marvel studio. Like, if they want to, eventually they could make a Venom game. They could make a Daredevil game. They could make all these other characters if they want to, where it's focused on one character and it's really cool. They're not doing the team stuff that's been failing so far with, like, Avengers and whatnot. Uh, and honestly, it'd be really cool. I think this is a really great team to have do individual Marvel characters. Like, it's probably... It's the best decision anyone's made so far with Marvel games. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of the last Marvel game that was actually really, really good that wasn't made by Insomniac. And someone, I think Brandon told me, he's like, oh, this is going to be what makes Comron a Wolverine fan because I'm a Cyclops guy. That's why I'm always like, ah, I don't give mm. a fuck about that short dude. And now I'm probably going to love this shit because it's Insomniac. But it is that thing where I'm not going to complain about the Marvel titles they're probably going to give us. But I'm also like, make sure we get those... Like, in between, like, let's get another Ratchet game. In between, let's get Sunset Overdrive 2. In between, let's get Resistance 4 or something. I'm at least hoping, because all they have to do, someone's probably porting it. I bet you anything, we're going to see Sunset Overdrive 1 come to PlayStation. And that'll be, like, a thing where maybe it's not Insomniac that did it, but someone, like, ported it and, like, sent it over and was like, hey, here's Sunset Overdrive. I, I know that I have, like, zero evidence for this, but literally today they tweeted out a picture of a like a screenshot from uh sunset overdrive and i was like oh are they gonna remake it for ps5 oh they've been they've been fucking with so on twitter and instagram they usually post the same thing but they always do resistance and sunset overdrive stuff all the time they do it all their properties but it's like that's that's probably what it was but here's the thing they don't do that with like i don't think they do that with spyro they don't do that with fuse they don't do that with like the um point their vr games they're only doing that with spider-man ratchet resistance and sunset yeah so point Hmm. i'm just like like i get you don't want your triple a studios to do the ports obviously i don't think any of them ever do right they never do the ports or remakes or anything Mm, probably not no so i bet you know all right you have this now set amount of years at least two years for spider-man 2 and then probably three for wolverine they are doing this during that duration we could see two things Sunset Overdrive Remastered for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and the Resistance Trilogy Remastered for PS5. Boom. Right there. Dude, now you have what people... if that's what Bluepoint's working on? What if they're doing... But here, that Dude, what if they're doing those, and with these happening, like, well, they're making their two Marvel games, by the time they're done with, like, at least that's the Spider-Man 2, there's enough interest in whichever one came out first that then they go, okay, cool, after Wolverine or... Besides Wolverine, have your team that just finished Spider-Man work on Sunset or Resistance. Like, we, the fans spoke. They really liked this 
remaster do sunset 2 do resistance 4 like start work on it like you could do that i think i think that would be really cool i would appreciate that personally but that you know that's just i would love the shit out of that if they did that that'd be so cool but anyway all right i think that's yeah so craven venom awesome Spider-Man 2 wolverine's gonna be cool i'm sure Sabretooth and omega red will be in some whatever the fuck (laughs) but uh yeah it'll be fun time uh and then last was god of war uh dude i keep watching that trailer over and over again because i it's i mean i loved god of war 2018 2019 2018 2018 holy shit that came out the same year as spider-man holy fuck halloween 2018 god of war 2018 everything that came out that year as the year in the title yeah dude like so i i loved god of war 2018 so much and I could not be more hyped for God of War Ragnarok. And just like every part of that trailer made me go like, holy shit. Holy shit. Oh my God, this looks amazing. Oh my God. I don't know. Like, uh, like the shot where at some point Kratos like comes over to like, I guess a cliff sort of. And you get to see like way far off in the distance, like the different areas of the world or, or whatever. And I was just like damn, this map looks huge if this is, like, actually everywhere you can go in the game. And, the, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, the the part of the trailer that got me the most was when Atreus was like, stop th- uh, thinking like a father for once and start thinking like a general. And he just, no. like, really quickly spins around. And he's like, no! And it's just like, yeah, no, like, you don't want to see General Kratos because that dude was a fucking monster. <laughs> We played with him for like six games and it was horrifying. I mean, we never liked him for a second. Like literally no one likes him. <laughs> I don't think even Kratos likes him. At yeah, this the point, players don't he, even like him. Because that's the thing is like, I honestly think he just, he wants to be past that part of him. And he's like, like Atreus is like, maybe we do need to go to war with the gods. He's like, I don't want to though. Because <laughs> like that never turns out well. And it's just like, it looks so interesting. At least we'll get those mini games back where you, where you like bang someone and the fucking pop breaks. That'd be super funny. Yeah, there you go. It'll be like you wanted the general back, you got him back. <laughs> <laughs> Press X triangle climax. Yeah, I also just liked. At some point, it seems like you control a like a dog sled with those two wolves. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That just reminded me of uh, Gears Five a little bit, but. I hope I it's know. not like that as much. Well, Gears 5, I've been, I think it's just because I've been playing on insane difficulty currently, and I'm just like, I mm. fucking, I'm so tired of this because I just want to get through the damn game. <laughs> Whereas yeah. God of War, I think I'll be a lot more patient where I'm like, oh boy, what can I explore and have Mir tell me legends about this world? Whereas the other one's like, I keep having visions and my mom's alive and we're going to fucking yeah. locust shit. And I'm like, God, fucking Gears, chainsaw guns and shit. And, dude, I lost my mind when they... I can't believe they actually showed this in the trailer, but this is such a crazy hook that like Tyr is alive. Yes. The Norse God of War that like the entire first game you were told that for some reason, somehow he's dead and either Odin killed him or someone killed. Isn't Tyr. he also a son of Odin or is that um, hmm. Well, that was definitely Balder. Balder, Loki and Thor are all the sons. That's right. Maybe it wasn't Tyr. Tyr is like a different. Well, yeah so odin's not like zeus not everyone's his son no not exactly yeah it's mostly just like thor and like a few others but anyway it's just those three yeah yeah. but yeah so 
uh, like that just like the fact that tear is still alive it's just like oh my god what's that going to do to the story i don't even know why but i just like that he's like 10 feet tall <laughs> yeah that's so cool i like that you're allying with tear and then you see like thor a little bit and you hear his voice and they showed the picture of thor and you're like oh and like I, I didn't honestly think of avengers endgame thor where he just looks like lebowski thor oh yeah uh this was just like oh this is the real personification of thor via the mythology yeah like that's the thing if you look up like actual norse depictions of thor like he's not supposed to be super jacked or whatever he's he's like a big dude like yeah and he drinks all the time there's he looks no like way. that dude that eats the turkey leg all yeah the like time. there's he's like, like grog that's the thing like norse uh mythology thor is like he just wants to party all the time so he's constantly eating constantly drinking that dude's not gonna be jacked nope not at all <laughs> but dude uh fucking yeah thor looks crazy freya is going off for like yeah, she's, she's still fucking... trying to kill you yeah straight up trying to kill Atreus you Atreus is a little bit older Atreus, his voice is different like it, the actor grew obviously uh i love that um i forget what are their, what are their names um the dwarves um crap uh brock and sindri i think i think it was brock he was like oh look at you you're like bigger and yeah shit. he's like he's like what and uh whatever whatever happened to this kid <laughs> yeah like, he, he grew <laughs> and then there's like another um another dwarf i believe yeah he looks to be the money guy <laughs> yeah he's probably like the one that's like i'm the i'm the brains around here they're the they're the hands that build shit or whatever so he'll be cool. He's probably like the kind of crime lord type, whatever. He's probably like the the um, informant type guy, if anything. He's probably like, you want to know information, huh? Or you want to know this place? I could see like, that. Like, you probably go to them uh, for info or something. They always help you, but they just say they need these specific things. I feel like that guy's going to be like the favors guy, if anything. I could see that. Uh, and then, of course, we see Mimir again, which is cool. I really hope Freya, like things work out you know you want them to be happy yeah i don't know you either see freya dying of course because this is the the second they said this is the you know it's called ragnarok this is the end of the north yeah. stuff um, oh, that's another thing i guess we could get into like this is supposed to be the end of the norse saga which is interesting and it's not so much that they couldn't stretch it out into a trilogy but cory barlog said that he he was like okay so the first game took about five years to put together. Yes. At this rate, it looks like the second game is going to take about the same amount of time. That means if we do a third game, it's going to be about like 15 years from like the where where people experience the start of the trilogy and when people experience the end of the trilogy. And it's, he feels like that's a lot to ask of people to wait. So they're just like, yeah, we're just going to wrap up the story with this one. Yeah. So it's. And it's going to be cool because, like, I feel like um, they're going to do everything now. I mean, it, it, you could already tell they, they teased it a bit in the last game in 2018 where they're like, oh, there's the Japanese and there's the Egyptian. There's the. Yeah. So that's the thing is, like, it could be the end of the Norse saga, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't do any of the other um, mythologies. Yeah. And which actually. I'm trying to find the fucking... They, they had, like, the full picture set of everybody, and I can't find it now. 
uh, where they showed like all the different characters um, or like all the um, character I want to say like posters I guess technically it was like yeah. all the different and designs. that's how people found out that the the girl at the end of the trailer is Angerboda which is apparently Loki's mate oh is that who that's she who is? she is but is she though I don't know it's so interesting because you know Atreus is like you think Atreus is fully you know he's like Greek but then they're like oh his name's Loki so you're like which makes sense that she'd be the mate but what if I mean obviously you know she's black so you're like you know it's North mythology and she's there and there's other mythologies and she said what did, you, what did she say in the trailer exactly? She, she said, you'll you'll get the answers you're looking for soon. Well, some of them. Some of them. So that means that game. So I bet she may be partially in the Norse mythology as this character, or it's a cover where she's like, I'm from Egypt or some other African mythology, potentially. That could be interesting. And that's where they go next. Because then you have someone that's already from there that's like, yeah, this is our world, blah, blah, and that's the next game. I mean, it's definitely not crazy because literally we already have an example of that. Kratos. Exactly. You have Kratos from there. Atreus is like Hannah Montana. He's like the best of both worlds. And now you have this girl that could be, what's her name again? Because I can't find the fucking character. It's like Angerboda or something. Angerboda. Okay. Yeah. So I honestly think that she could potentially be like something like that where... She's potentially either partially from the Norse world or it's all a ploy. And she's like, this is the next area. Because also maybe they don't want to do the Japanese mythology just yet after just doing Ghost of Tsushima. That's like maybe a little bit over overkill there. So, you know, yeah, and they have they have multiple games to do all these. They don't even necessarily need to do like one each. They could keep doing like full on worlds or something. But there is African mythology, but mainly, you know, Egyptian mythology is what everyone's really excited for. That's the other yeah. big. The big three is Greek, Norse, and Egyptian. And I would say Egyptian is probably more popular than Norse. It's usually Greek and Egyptian are the big two. So it would be insane if they didn't do Egypt next. Because, like, what, Assassin's Creed Origins was, like, the closest thing we've had to Egypt, I want to say, in anything. So, yeah. um, I really think Egypt would be, like, the best next destination and then after you could be like oh here's japanese here's aztec or mayan here's whatever else you want to do like there's so many different things they could eventually come back to the greek one because it's roman and be like they've remade kratos oh that'd be super funny and now zeus is fucking uh jupiter or some bullshit and i'll be like oh fuck it's like Ares shows up and it's just like literally it looks exactly like Ares from the first game. It's like, no, 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 my name is Mars, though. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't that be interesting, though, how they end it is they go to Rome and it's like the Roman mythology and it's like we've been remade. That would be so like weird, but cool and interesting. That would be so fucking interesting. I think I'm I think I'm onto something here, man. Just, yeah, they do all these other ones. Zeus. No, 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 no. It's Jupiter. It's Jupiter, bro. I honestly, I can't remember. Like, I think it is. It's either Jupiter or Saturn. I want to say it's Jupiter, though. Yeah. I could be wrong. Because it's like the, was it uh, Apollo is Helios, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so there, there's a lot you can do there. I don't know if they did. 
I don't know what the other mythology is because Roman mythology is kind of empty, isn't it? Compared to yeah, like, uh, Greek? I was right. It was Jupiter. It was Jupiter. Oh yeah. So okay, cool. So I was right. What do you, I said it first? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, cool. All right, all right. I think we've gotten our points through, though, right? Yeah. God of War is gonna be cool. Um, so excited. Like I, but still, a little part of me is like, if it was just on PS5, it'd be even better. I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah. that's like. I don't know. It's that's the thing. God of War 2018, when it came out, looked phenomenal, and yes. it's and it still looks pretty good. But like you put it up against games that we've gotten even just so far on PlayStation Five, like Ratchet and Clank, and it's just like, man, that does look like an older game now. And so like the the trailer for Ragnarok, like it still looks good, but it doesn't look like much of an upgrade visually from it just uh, looks like more and that's the thing so it's like i still do have that wonder or that feeling of like what would this game have looked like if they had just kept a ps5 like yeah they have really bumped up the visual quality i don't know and it's one of those things too where i just wish they had said it in the beginning that That would be completely fine like i i I probably wouldn't have i wouldn't have like been so um I guess aggressive about finding a PS5 as soon as I could if I had known that like the three main games that I was gonna that I was planning on getting would be like the only anyway. one. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, was only- and, yeah, like I guess still Ratchet and Clank, but yeah, the other two are you know pushed to next year, so not really that much of a rush. Shouldn't have been much of a rush. Yeah. So that's the playstation play playstation playstation showcase and we are an hour and 15 in james uh we were like 20 minutes and then it was like no. yeah oh my god so i think we'll skip the trailers i don't think we'll okay. be talking about the trailers that's uh fine. but we can instead knock out those six things we were talking about because right. i think i can go pretty fast on mine same if, if it's okay i'm gonna pop it in real fast so we got I got four movies, and James, you have a movie and a show, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll do two movies first. Uh, the first of which was I finally watched the movie like Placid uh, with the crocodile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's a giant lake. It's like a whole wild area, and there's a croc that basically tries to eat all these people, and it does get a few, but it definitely isn't what I was expecting where... Uh, there's like two crocs. They kill like one, and there's like a bigger one or something. Oh and also, man! They pulled the Betty, Meg, but they like pulled before a... the Meg was a thing. Exactly. Oh wait, I didn't watch the Meg. Is there two sharks in the? Meg? Yeah, there's there's like a moment in the Meg where like they catch what they thought was the megalodon because they do catch like a massive shark, and they're like, "Cool, we got it. Everything's great," and they're like celebrating about it, and then as they're posing for pictures with like the giant shark and stuff on the boat before they come back into the harbor an even more massive megalodon comes out of fucking nowhere, jumps onto their boat, eats the other megalodon and just like flips the boat, like sliding off of it. And they're like, Oh, that was the small one we got. There's a, there's an even more mega megalodon out there. Well, I think so the movie I'm going to talk about right after is actually probably the one that originated this, but like Placid has Betty White feeding real? the crocodile yeah because apparently i think it she fed her husband to it before oh interesting it, it was either that or yeah it was like everyone was like oh she totally killed her husband it was like oh yeah yeah yeah, no she did 
Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was that, or, like, he accidentally, like, got eaten by it because he wasn't paying attention or something. But it's, like, a funny movie where it's supposed to be sort of scary, but the characters are all just ridiculous. There's, like, all these weird people, and uh, there's, like, a nature guy. There's your uptight sheriff. There's uh, your scientists and whatnot, and everyone has, like, a weird... Like, the scientists have a weird history and all this stuff. But um, overall, it's, like, the if you... There's not too much to talk about. Like, there's not... You just don't really pay attention to the story too much. You're just, like, I'm waiting for the croc to kill people. And I'm waiting for the people to do something about the croc. And that's, like, the whole thing. Uh, I think the croc gets blown up at one point. Or one of them gets blown up. But the other one literally just gets captured. And they're, like, we got the croc. Uh, they definitely do a good job of just keeping you entertained, to say the least. Whether it's comedic moments or just the sheer, like thriller action of watching the croc do the croc stuff uh nothing further than that other than like betty white is just this evil crocodile lady kind of and at the end she's like oh they took my crocs well it's a good thing i have all these little croc eggs all right little ones keep feeding <laughs> she's like now raising a bunch of them and you're like oh fuck betty white's she on so weird shit. yeah the other it's movie so- was uh Sorry. It's just, it's so hard to see Betty White as, like, the bad guy. Because she's just, like, she She's has... more, like, comedic, like, she's not even evil. It's just, like, she's comedic. She's just, com- she's there for comedy because uh, she's so just, like, kind what... of an asshole. So, oh, so, hold on. Was she intentionally raising the sharks? No, not sharks. The the crocodiles to eat people? Or was she no. just, like, raising she just them? just the crocs. Cause... Oh, okay. So she just like happened to be raising killer And crocs. she's like, uh-oh, someone died. Oh, well, it happens. Boys will be boys. Like, act- like actually, yes. So. <laughs> uh, and then the other movie was Jaws, which, you know, there's not really much to say. It's just, you know, it's Jaws, the classic. If you've, it, I would always recommend if no one's ever watched Jaws before, like, definitely. It's Jaws moments for sure. <laughs> definitely watch it. It's a very memorable movie. It's a very big classic. It influences stuff like the Megalodon, like, like placid because that's the original one where they're like we caught the shark and they're like that's not the shark that's too small and it's not the oh, one yeah, that would I be forgot they did do that in yeah uh, in uh jaws yeah so that's the one where the the type of thing originated uh great movie but you know nothing else really to say on jaws Dude, the, it's, it's jaws the scene from jaws that sticks with me is the scene when like the old fisherman gets eaten by jaws for like 30 oh. straight seconds like dude, that shit doesn't end dude he's just being chewed on by this giant shark for so and he's just like screaming in pain for so long and i'm like just make it stop <laughs> like I think this one poor of the, man the one of the best parts of the movie is probably the just them talking in the boat where they're yeah. just like talking about everything and he starts saying like yeah i was on the uss in indianapolis and like that's where all the the real yeah. the true story of like what actually happened there, which is always really interesting. I think there was a Shark Week episode on that actually. <laughs> they went back yeah, to that, that area. Well, that's definitely like, a famous story of just like a battleship, like capsizing and like hundreds of people just being eaten by sharks. Yeah, it's like I, it's insane. I think but, someone said it. Even um, it, there was so many people. There was enough like with the bodies and everything that it actually lured out uh, giant squids as well. Damn, I could be wrong, but I no, could, I could definitely could see that. But. Yeah. I guess the other shot from that movie from Jaws that 
like kind of sticks with you is when uh, I, I don't like the main character guy. I forget his name. He's like at one point he's like throwing chum out the back of the boat because they're just trying to draw out the shark. And like as he's just like half paying attention, throwing like bits of uh, Brody. His name is Brody. Yeah. Like as he's throwing like bits of uh, fish meat and guts and stuff like that out the back of the boat, like this massive shark head just like surfaces and takes like, I guess, eats some of the chum and he just like notices it and gets up real fast. And he's just like, I think we found it. (laughs) It was uh, Quint was the old sailor. And then I believe Hooper was the uh, scientist. Mm. It was, um, yeah, it was Hooper. Yeah. So that was those three were the main characters, which was fantastic. But it's also one of those things where you get to see kind of how the government would react where they're like, you know, it's actually Jaws was kind of perfect for quarantine because you're like, oh, do you lose money for the town? Yeah. Or the, do you lo- like putting people in danger or do you let the danger happen so you can make money, but people will die? And it's like, yeah. oh, shit. I, l- I love that mayor is just like. I can't uh, close the beach this weekend because it is the most touristy weekend of the entire year. And so he just like lets it go. And then of course people die. Yep. Of course. Yeah. God, that was fucking insane. But yeah. All right. Your turn, James. All right. So a while ago, well, like I think when it first came on Netflix, I watched The Devil All the Time. And it's an interesting movie. It's definitely like it's got Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson in it. And I guess it's kind of interesting to see both of them attempt to do Southern accents. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Southern accent was definitely a strange one. It was very like high pitched and weird. But so it feels like the moral of this story of this movie is just like, religion be crazy and make people be crazy specifically like really almost like the culty level of southern churches where it's just like believe in god and he'll like protect you from even like snake bites and shit like that yes uh so like robert pattinson is a preacher a southern uh, like a southern preacher and tom holland is like just some guy who lives in the south i can't remember if he was like a soldier or what or but like at some point like it's been unfortunately it's been like so long and i I meant to watch like a recap of this movie just to like get the main plot points but like i just even when i watched the movie i was just like this is okay like it's a fine drama but it's not a very interesting story and it's basically just like Tom Holland is pretty sure that Robert Pattinson is not like a super ethical moral person for like what you would expect a preacher to be and he's like kind of using his power to get people in his congregation to do like sexual shit with him and stuff like that oh my and so it's like and at another point in the movie it's like I think Tom Holland's character's like sister or something like that she's murdered by her husband who is also like one of those crazy preachers who's literally like god will protect me from snake bites and shit like that and apparently he like he did one of those demonstrations and then he got bit by a snake and got like incredibly sick and uh 
like he apparently stuck himself in like his prayer room for like a week without like food or water or whatever to be like what did i do wrong god what did i do wrong to to like upset you why did you do that to me and he, he had a vision apparently to take his wife in the middle of nowhere and straight up like slit her throat and oh then, my and then god would like resurrect her because he would definitely give his favored preacher the power of resurrection because that what that's what god do and of course it didn't work and it was just like oh no i just murdered my wife oh why would god make me do that and well god didn't turn her waffles into wine at all i can't believe this (laughs) and so it was like similar and it was really weird this movie kept like jumping back and forth through time and like different storylines and they they kind of connected like later on but i don't know it just it's not a movie that i would readily recommend to people because i really only watched it because of the actors in it and i was just like oh cool i like tom holland i like robert pattinson a little bit like i'll, I'll see what they how they do and they did act very well in the movie it's just like the overall plot was there wasn't much to it to the point where like at this point i literally don't remember if there was an overarching storyline other than just look at how crazy religion makes people sometimes and that's really all i took from this movie Oh, I guess. Like, it's not the worst thing I've ever watched. It's just not... It didn't stick with me very well, I guess. No, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's something where I think you've helped me stay off of it. It's like something I'll either skip or see way, 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 way down the line. If yeah. Anything. It's one of those things where, like, if you are watching like cable tv and it comes on it's worth a watch but it's not something i would be like oh yeah go out of your way to watch it for sure okay and then we are all right moment of truth james we're hour 25 in do we want to get those other three we had knocked out i think we can do it all right let's might be a little bit longer of an episode but not that bad too much longer yeah all right so my other movie was the reef which is another shark movie so this one's actually based on a true story, I believe, where uh, five people went on a boat and it's like, I want to say near Australia. And uh, the boat hit a reef and it capsized. Mm-hmm. And one dude stayed on the boat and the others were like, we're going to try to try to get to this island. So hopefully someone will see us because it's apparently, I guess, nearby a fishing route because they don't have any radio communication. They won't, And also, like, uh, the black box might not work or something. I forget how it was uh, working there. But four of them go into the water. And I think they all have what most, if not all of them, have wetsuits on. And they're just trying to, like, get to their destination. And they come up on, like, a dead sea turtle that looks like it's been eaten a lot. Or, like, it eaten a lot, but it's been eaten. And eventually there's, like, a great white um that comes by there and you know it pokes around kind of being like what is this what's going on and they're freaking out and you know it's like deep blue actual ocean and they keep trying to he like the one dude that's like a pro is like looking down to see like what can be done and uh it goes for it's like two it's like all adults there's this guy that's like the main boat captain guide guy and his sort of on-off girlfriend, her brother, and his girlfriend. And the brother uh, has, like, this 
the like I guess the pat the the little like floating board to help them paddle and rest on. And the shark takes a bite of it or like hits it and the guy goes for it. He's like freaking out, but he goes for the thing. And when he goes for it, the shark gets his leg and like bites it clean off and Ooh. it's, you know, bleeding out and they got to leave him. And then the shark comes back and takes the rest of him and you're just like, oh, well, shit. Okay. And then eventually gets um, his girlfriend and then it's just the other two left. They make it to the island. And the captain dude helps her get up onto a rock. And while he does it, the shark gets him. So she's like the lone survivor. And uh, they do a really good job of just playing the tenseness. And like, it's very, I don't remember how long it was, but it was something that was just kind of like you get through and you're like, damn. And you're like, well, I hope I never get in that situation because it's definitely something real and freaky as hell. But uh, it didn't help that they were, because they're, you know, they're wetsuits and they're black suits, so the sharks probably mistake them for seals, of course. But then the shark's also like, well, you know, I don't get much food, and this is meat, so, you know, whatever works, right? Yeah. Uh, what was crazy was the dude that stayed on the capsized boat was never found either, so that's also a thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so she was only recovered, at least in the true story. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. And then the other movie, it was a cool movie. It's, like, definitely a thing where you just want to get, like, a kind of thriller in that sense and also freak out about ever getting stuck in the middle of the ocean or something like that that would also freak out anyone out i'm sure but uh the last one is underwater which i believe you talked about before yeah this movie was surprisingly good yeah i was very shocked by like it's like oh deep drilling digs up cthulhu type thing and fish people stuff like that and uh, Kristen Stewart did a great job. I think this is her best movie that I've seen her in. Definitely for me, for sure. Because I've I mean, seen granted, her in I this... haven't seen much from her. I didn't care for her in Adventureland, but then I didn't care for the movie Adventureland. It was like that weird theme park movie. Mm. Uh, I liked her actually in Snow White and the Huntsman. So that was good. I enjoyed that. I think that had like Chris Hemsworth in it. But. Uh, I did enjoy this a lot, and I liked it. Like, you know, you have, like, uh, the French captain. You have Jessica Henwick in it and stuff. And, all right, my one of my friends was like, oh, dude, you, they, they, they have to, like, take off all their clothes for the suit. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. And when they do it, like, half the time, she's, like, not wearing clothes that much. Like, it's just, like, you know, underwear and shit. Yeah. But I have to say... I wasn't looking at her really when she was like undressed. I was more infatuated with her bra because it was like these crazy engineer style style like overall suspender strap type uh, yeah, thing. Huh. So she literally looked like a welder bra, which was actually really cool. And me and my friend were looking at it and we're like, dude, is it me or is the design of this thing really cool? And I was like, no, it's like actually really cool. It looks like a fucking welder if it's just like a welder woman bra and i was like that that's actually kind of cool but it was like the design of the movie was probably my favorite part it was like stuff like that the aesthetic of even the clothing um the coolest thing of course were the deep pressure suits yeah the deep pressure suits were so cool in this i i definitely love the shit out of that the way they designed those and of course like the the, the base itself and you had uh what's his face um Dude, poor T.J. Miller. <laughs> That's what his name was. T.J. Miller always dies. He had like the worst death in the movie. He got sucked out of the suit. 
Like, yeah, that did not look fun at all. At least, like, the other people died pretty quickly. Like, the dude who imploded and the dude who exploded. <laughs> imploded, exploded, bloated. Or the two yeah. guys at the beginning, they were trying to get there and she had to shut the, the door yeah, on damn. them. That sucked. Yeah. Uh, and then... Who else was in... I mean, like, three people... Sur- no, no, she died, huh? Yeah, only two people survived. Um... But yeah, no, it was really fucking awesome the way they did that. And then uh, T.J. Miller's little stuffed animal, I think that he had, he had like some little stuffed animal uh, that he named, yeah. and each person kept that little thing for good luck. Like it went from him to Kristen Stewart, and then from her to Jessica Henwick, which was like, "Yo, we're not leaving you." And then she fucking knocks Jessica Henwick out, and is like, "You're leaving." Yeah. Uh, such a honestly, that movie was really cool. I, I really liked it. Um, more so, like I said, for the aesthetic and. The creatures themselves were okay, but it was just the the cool idea of what deep sea design could be. Yeah, was just what and that was what really got me for that. But yeah. honestly, they did a great job, and I, I think that the director might be a pervert, but you know they did a great job. <laughs> yeah, I just like that idea of like there's so much of our ocean that we have yet to map out because it's just so hard to get to. And it's like the conditions are just so dangerous unless you have the right, you know, type of some submersible vehicles. So or I guess deep pressure suits. So I just like that idea of like, what if one day we did while deep sea drilling accidentally find out that Cthulhu is real or something like Cthulhu is real? Like that would be nuts. Let's just do deep sea exploration and save the drilling for never. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like we drilled on the moon and we also unearthed Cthulhu there. We just keep doing it, unfortunately. We're, so- we're sorry. We're sorry. changing our name from BP to DP. Oh my god. Uh, oh god. But all right. Last one for you, man. Go for it. Yeah, so I feel like I should talk about Ted Lasso, but if I'm gonna talk about any um like I'll watch it, I promise I'll we'll watch it soon. But like for now, I just feel like I have to talk about C. Not C as in like the ocean C as in like S E E. God, I even hate like the title of this show. It's so it's so weird. Like, so the whole shtick of this show is that it's set four hundred some odd years after a pandemic like wiped out basically ninety-nine percent of humanity. And so the, there's only like a million some odd people left or whatever. And those that are left are blind. Wait, what wiped them out exactly? Just some random plague spread across the earth and oh, okay. killed almost everyone. And like, that's an interesting concept. I thought that like, yeah, like what if there was a plague that, you know, wiped out almost everyone and all all the people that are left are blind? Like what kind of world would be left and like how how would the newly blind people adapt to like living like that and like could you adapt uh, quickly enough to have some semblance of society and oh man they definitely make some interesting choices <laughs> so there's interesting touches like um in some of the villages that they go to you see like ropes uh strung up between the different houses so while you're walking in the street you just like feel your way between the houses and you see like which intersection you're at by like what rope knot you're at and like instead of written language people seem to tie 
I, they haven't really covered how the language works. I guess they don't need to, but the people seem to write messages with like knots and strings. So it's interesting how like there's definitely a different world that's been set up that's like, because literally everyone is blind. So everyone kind of learned to adapt to make life easier for specifically blind people. But there are just so many characters that I, I'm just not interested in. Like if this show didn't have Jason Momoa in it, I probably would not give a shit. And like Jason Momoa plays like he's supposed to be kind of like the protector of the village in the beginning of the series. And he's like, he's definitely got a past. Like you find out at some point that he, he used to be like with a group of slavers and he's like, when he fights people, it's like brutal. Like, and it's interesting that he, they, they seem to try to, uh, make up his fighting style as if like, this is how a blind person would make sure that people are dead. Like instead of just like swinging his sword willy nilly through the air, like what he'll do is he'll grab someone and then just like slide his sword all around their throat and like cut all around their neck. And it's just like, so it's like, he goes by feel and not sight because he literally doesn't have sight. And so there's interesting touches like that, but I just can't stand most of the characters like the, the one of the major plot points for the show is that he is like kind of the adoptive father of these two kids that like do have sight. And it's like they're pretty sure from like early on that they they do have the ability to see. And here's where the show gets weird. It has somehow been long enough. And again, it's only been 400 years, but somehow there's like new religions like people seem to have forgotten about uh, all other religions and they just seem to follow what they call the God flame, which is just the sun, which is interesting because like, I guess the idea is like you can't see the sun, but you can feel it's like radiance on you. So I guess primitive people would maybe revere something that they can feel but not see. But there that's the thing is like we weren't primitive before the pandemic, uh, the like the plague killed almost everyone. So it's, it's weird to me that it's been 400 years and we just like literally have forgotten almost everything from previous society. And at this point, most people believe that society fell because of the, uh, the power of sight. And I don't understand how that could be a thing. Uh, It's two seasons out now, right? Yeah. So the second season is going on now and they, they introduced Batista as, uh, Oh God, as Jason Momoa's brother from like Ooh. another nation. And I I actually do like uh, Batista's character. He's like Ido Voss. And like, it's cool because they introduced that the reason why Jason Momoa's character isn't living there is because he, he like killed their father and fled. And so that's why Batista has like beef with him and why he's been looking for him for so many years. And... Well, anyway, so like the 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 two sighted children are like fucking stupid. <laughs> like it it's so weird. It's like you would think that like being literally the two the only two people in the world that they know of, at least in the beginning, that can see, except for like their father, their biological father, you would think that they would have a massive advantage over everyone around them, and they still constantly get their asses kicked by everyone else. 
and I don't get it. Like, like the girl, her main thing is like she taught herself how to use a bow, and so she's like the only person who who has the ability of like ranged combat. Mm-hmm. But even that doesn't come in handy all that often. That's crazy. Like, like this, the first season ended with her getting kidnapped by. Uh, a blind man <laughs> yeah and like being brought to uh batista's country and like it's so it's so weird that and like one of the big plot points for the first season was you know what was this plan that these kids like biological father had like why why did he leave them like a trunk full of books and like me- instructions on how to learn from them and stuff like that like and then he told them you know, he gave them a message where like, once you're ready, come find me here. And mm. you get there and it's like, oh, he's been going around all over the place, just like making a bunch of sighted children. So he has been like recruiting his own biological children, I guess, to come to this like power plant and learn from like old books and like try to bring back some semblance of the former world and that ends up being like a bad thing apparently like somehow he he ends up being sort of the villain at the end because it's like but what about all the people who don't have the power of sight and he's like well you have to keep in mind they're the actually the abnormalities like we'll build the society for sighted people and of course we'll take care of the blind people but we can't you know, build our society with them in mind because that's not how society should be or whatever. So, like, they end up trying to get away from him and then he, like, betrays them. And then, like, Jason Momoa blinds him, like, with his hands. And, uh, and like, that's how the season ends. And I'm just like, so I, st- I, I literally, I hated the first season so much that I wasn't even sure if I was going to watch the second one. And at this point, I'm just watching the show because it's, it's become one of those things where you hate watch because you're just like, how bad could it get? Like, could it possibly get any worse? And you should oh watch my Titans. God. I heard many things about it. Yeah, I'll probably get to it at some point. <laughs> like at this point, I'm just like, man, I don't like this show. And I literally I had a thought where like they kept coming back to the guy who was making all the sighted children. And he, he's like trying to get his kids to learn about like eye surgery and shit like that so they could fix his eyes and they keep trying to tell him that like listen we just literally don't have the technology to do a procedure this like delicate like we can't fix you and he's like i don't care what you say i don't care how long it takes you're going to fix me and i had this thought where i was like shit they're spending a lot of time on this like this has to go somewhere like maybe once they learn lasik or whatever they'll be like wait why can't we fix all the blind people and then it's like the uh batista's character came to that guy because they had like a deal going on where like uh batista's people would leave the sighted people alone as long as like they gave them something useful every once in a while or something like that i forget what it was and they were like oh no Batista can't know that I'm blind or else like his fear of my power will be gone and like I don't know our our deal will fall through so they had they tried to pretend like he could still see and they fucked it up immediately like immediately (laughs) and then like Batista straight up just like kills that guy 
And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So this this whole character that I have been hating from the beginning is like a waste of time. Literally just ended up being a waste of time. At the yeah, that's end. hilarious. And it it feels and I could be just like thinking too much into this, but it feels like they want this to be their Game of Thrones where apple tvs yes where there are like important characters that are very very important and then just like randomly they could die and like oh whoa i, I never saw that coming and oh, it's, no. but it's instead of it being like the red wedding where you're like whoa i can't believe that happened but that makes sense that lord Frey would do that you're just like man that sucked <laughs> uh and like my biggest gripe is there there is a queen character in this show. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like she's supposed to be like Cersei where like, you're supposed to hate her, but you're supposed to like hating her, but you don't like hating this character. Cause she's just insufferable. Like she is absolutely insane. Like she's the kind of monarch who just believes that because she is the queen, people have to listen to her. That it's not a choice. Like, it doesn't uh, matter. Like, so she keeps doing things that piss people off. And, like, her own advisors are like, listen, you can't keep doing this because the people are starting to turn against you. Like, and we need the support of the people or else we lose power. And she's like, but I am the queen. They're supposed to listen to what I have to say. I am the ruler, am I not? Like, I swear to you, she talks to like that. Oh, shit. And it's like, there are so many times where I literally am like, wait, what did she say? Because I literally just like, I can't, like her, the inflection that she puts on certain words, I'm just like, wait, what did she just say? Like, Why'd legitimately. Say like that? Cool whip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, she keeps making dumb decision after dumb decision that should get her and the people around her killed. And somehow she's, she keeps surviving. And it, like... At this point in season two, I'm just so flabbergasted that she's still a thing and that they, she's still so important to the the overall plot of the show that I'm just like, every time she's on screen, I'm like, oh, I hate this character so much. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to recommend C to people just because there's like, I can't stand half of the characters and in, in like half of the storylines that are supposed to be important. I can't give a shit about and at this point, I'm just watching it to be, like, as a guilty pleasure of, like, how bad could is it this week? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> but oh Jason Momoa, he's pretty good. And that has been our show for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll see it eventually. I, I think there's so many things to watch. I haven't even... I, haven't, I still haven't even stepped foot into Apple TV. I haven't even looked at what the interface or the UI looks like at all for it. The interface you is nice. You don't have nice. to tell me yeah, it does freeze from time to time while I'm watching stuff, which is weird. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, so. maybe for like a few seconds, but it's it's enough where when it happens, I'm like, Ugh, come on, Apple TV. <laughs> Get your Apple TV together. Come on, guys. You're, yeah, for sure. You're a trillion dollar company. <laughs> but that has been Sutra Side Talk episode 117. Uh, we definitely went crazy with the PlayStation stuff, as honestly, we kind of expected we'd do but we got little small things out of the way. Like I said, next week we'll talk Jedi Fallen Order, Army of the Dead, Godzilla Millennium Era, and maybe some other stuff. We'll see. I don't think we'll have a PlayStation. PlayStation, I'm like losing my words now. Uh, 
PlayStation showcase-sized news. It'll be back to, like, 10-minute topics, so we'll probably be done within the first 20 minutes, if not sooner, next week uh, for news, which will be nice, you know? Uh, but, of course, you can uh, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, and that'll also be in the show notes. You can find it there, but it's just the title of the show with gmail.com, so very easy. Uh, send us in any feedback, any comments, and any questions. If you have questions uh, that you want us to answer on the show, I'll send you a copy of Midnight Ultra on Steam if you're the first one to have your question read on an episode, of course. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now, at uh, Sutra Side Talk, a space in between for Twitter and Instagram, and then uh, just one word together on TikTok. Uh, each one will have more focus stopped on each platform. Instagram will have like big bulks of stuff. Twitter will have that stuff more broken up, just more individualized. And then uh, TikTok will, of course, be full video format. So much more uh, unique stuff there as well. And uh, you can, of course, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And if it's Apple Podcast, please give us a five-star review. You can also follow James at Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And that has been our show. We'll catch you next week, guys. So long. Thanks for listening.